This is Designing Business with Kate Bell from the Building Designers Association of Victoria. Welcome to our new podcast series offering advice and tips on how to run a seamless business. BDAV has almost 1,800 members and approximately two-thirds of those run their own business. We get tons of questions at our office from our members asking for business advice. We give out about 1,600 hours of complimentary advice each year. Designers are expected to produce jaw-dropping designs for their clients, but then they have to go back to the office and be HR manager, finance whiz and IT guru all at the same time. And that's a lot. It's overwhelming to balance so many skills outside of your core expertise. Designing business will unpack business problems common to our industry and provide you with a few tips and tricks along the way. In this three-part series, we will talk to the experts, leaders in the design industry who also run a successful small design business. So sit tight and again, welcome to Designing Business. Peter Jackson is an award-winning building designer with more than 80 industry awards attached to his name. He started his own design business, Peter Jackson Designs, over 30 years ago and certainly knows a thing or two about growing clients. Peter Jackson Designs specialise in rural and coastal designs as well as heritage design. Outside the design world, Peter is an artist and paints oil paintings in his spare time. He joins me today to talk about his career and the business of networking in the design industry. Peter Jackson, welcome to Designing Business. Thank you, Kate. So Peter, tell me, what made you want to become a designer all those years ago? Did you know you always wanted to be a building designer? I don't think anybody really knows what they want to do at such a young age. Um, I did know that I enjoyed graphic design, I enjoyed drawing, um, art and mathematics. So they were sort of subjects that sort of led me towards uh, becoming a designer. So you run your own design business called Peter Jackson Design. Tell me about the journey to starting your own business. I was very fortunate to work for Rob McLaughlin and Associates and I was the first person to work for Rob and he was a fantastic mentor. Most people uh, would have been working for a company somewhere and they start off by friends and family will ask them to drop some plans for a renovation or for a house and that gradually just gains momentum and grows from there until you get to the point where you go, gosh, you know, I'm working nearly every night and every weekend and that's sort of when you step out and start your own business. So, Peter, what were some of the initial challenges you faced in building your client portfolio? The challenges at the start are where do you get your work from? And it all comes from friends and family and uh, acquaintances that you, you meet through sporting bodies and just everyday life that you're in. The, the real challenge is uh, how do you convert that into a job? And generally used to go, people would say, oh, you're a designer, could you draw this up? And you go, yes. And the real challenges are you don't know what to charge, you don't know how long it's going to take, and you're sort of jumping in fairly blind to a degree. You learn very quickly uh, when you start losing a lot of money all the mistakes that you're making. There's nothing like learning from your own mistakes, is there? Well, it's the best way to learn, and it's, uh, I think most people, when they start a business, they have no idea really what they're getting into. Um, ignorance can sometimes be bliss. You can become very good at what you do, in our instance was design, but have no knowledge of the actual 
business side of running a business. Interestingly, I know that you started your business even before the BDAV existed. I was one of the founding members in that and was recently awarded a a 25-year service, which we, between ourselves, call the Old Man's Award, which we feel like we are now. Uh, Many years ago, that was very small. There was only about 60 members and everybody knew each other. These days it's grown and there's now about 1,800 members. Well, one of the great things that's come out of that evolution is that um, now BDAV provides a lot of tools and assistance to um, people that are first setting up their businesses. Um, and I guess we've learnt from your experiences and other 25-year-plus uh, members' experience um, to be able to develop those tools to help um, make the transition to running your own business. Oh, look, um, Kate, that's so true. It's... Uh these days now, what everyone can get access to to start off with is just so far ahead of what we had. Back then, there was uh, the only form of communication was a phone. And how did you get to know people in the industry? Just people who you'd worked with. Now, through the internet, through the BDAV, there's so much support out there. Um, but the problem that comes with that is uh, wading your way through all of it. So, Peter, how did you feel when you got that very first client? Well, when you get your very first job, you're very excited because uh, you feel like you've finally made it in the big world of business. Um, it's, it's a daunting process because all of a sudden you're responsible for all the decisions that you make and you can't hide behind another company. Uh, there's a lot of stepping into the unknown and, yes, it is a... You know, when I reflect back now, it was a bit of a scary process because we really um, didn't have the tools uh, to guide us forward. So they say you never should work with families or friends. Um, Which one did you end up with as your first client? (laughs) Um, I have done work for nearly all of my friends (laughs) and a lot of my family, so I've broken all those rules. I think the very important thing to establish with family and friends is that this is work. Uh, we keep it to work hours and we don't let the lines between social and work cross or else that's when it becomes very difficult. So how important are client referrals in your business? Client referrals would be the number one most important thing in our business, uh, full stop. It's uh, how we would get probably about 95% of our work and... Uh, we've tried over the years many forms of advertising, but it is all comes back to client referral. So, Peter, do you have any handy tips for our listeners on how to translate a client relationship into a tangible project? Probably the thing that we've found that works the most is that we would do a lot of research on the client's property before they come into the office. So we know what we're talking about, what the planning overlays are, Uh, what the site's like, does it have big trees, everything. So they know that we've already made an effort to look at their property and we're genuinely interested. Then from there, we would show them ways of how, on other projects, the issues that we had to resolve and how we went about doing that. Because they have to make a decision to use us versus a lot of other people 
and we've got to give them something tangible to walk away with. And what do you usually hand them once you've had that first meeting? Well, we have a a number of things that they walk away with. We have a a booklet that shows different jobs, uh, awards that we've won. We also give them a a pen. We have fridge magnets. Uh, All of these things help because it's something that they can keep. And obviously some clients can take a very long time to consider which designer they're going to go with. What's the longest you've had to wait on a client and what what uh, activities do you undertake to try and keep keep in touch with them? Well, the what we call the gestation period from when a client first rings us to when we might actually have the job can vary from a week up until two years. And we've learnt over the years that you don't push a client because you'll push them away. But every now and again, you might just touch base to say, look, are there any more questions that you've got that perhaps we could help you with, just to keep you, you know, in the forefront of their mind. What's important in growing your client relationships? We don't actually have a set formula, but I do know that over the course of the job, you make an effort to get to know the client, and by that, you find out what their hobbies are, things that they like doing, because you have to learn a lot about a client's life to design their house. And we quite often find that over a cup of coffee in casual talk, I'll pick up some of the most important information. But then when the project is being built, um, we'll make an effort to go out onto site all the time, follow it through, uh, meet with the client to discuss, you know, just how's it going. Um, Then when it's finished, always go to look at the job and then A really important thing is to say to the client, would you mind if I came back in a year or a year and a half when the garden's established and you've got your paintings up to photograph your house? And that's by then you're probably starting to become really quite good professional friends with these people. And that, I think, makes a huge difference. How do you find, are they, your clients receptive to them coming back and and taking photographs for you to use for your marketing? Oh, just about every single time, Kate, that's... uh, you know, we've uh, had the privilege to design their dream and most people are more than happy to show their dream home off. So it sounds like uh, your clients actually become your friends. Very much so. Uh, a lot of the work that I do in the country, the country people, are, they're beautiful people, they're very laid back and they love you to call in and see them over the journey and you actually become friends. And I will call in and see them, you know, two, three, five, ten years later sometimes and just say hi. And you don't do that from a marketing perspective. You do that just because they, by that stage they are your friends and it's nice to catch up. So, Peter, what kind of habits and practices do you use to increase your industry connections? The, probably the most important one that I would do would be uh, being a member of the Building Designers Association of Victoria. Um, We find that we go to uh, nearly all the meetings uh, where we have experts teaching us about all the various things associated with um, what we do. But some of the best parts is probably the afterwards when we sit around and we uh, have a bite to eat and a little drink and we discuss with each other all the little issues that may come up because we all have the same issues. We also go to the uh, Design Institute Association's meetings occasionally. We go to industry um, trade nights. I look at networking in a different way. It's gathering knowledge 
and meeting people at the same time. And I think the two of them go hand in hand together. And we don't ever deliberately go out to say, look, I'll try and find a client here because that doesn't happen. All you do is you find people who can help you with the things that you're not sure about. So what are the things some of our newer members say? It's very daunting going to those seminars um, when there's 100 people in the room. How do, how do I get up the courage to go and just start speaking with someone? How do you handle that situation? I think everybody has that issue and concern. I think a good starting point for someone new would be to approach someone older and just say hi and see where the conversation goes because everybody is very friendly there. Um, You've got a common ground. Uh, We're all in the design industry. And you can just start off by saying, what did you think of tonight's presentation? And that will generally open the door and uh, take the conversation on from there. But I do appreciate the fact it is a very difficult thing for new members. And I guess, look, if members don't have the confidence to just walk up to people, the BDAV staff are always there at the room. Um, So come up to them and get them to introduce you to a group of people. Um, I know the staff would be more than happy to do that. So, Peter, one of the great things about the CPD events and the networking opportunities is you get a good group of people around you. Um, One of the things that Small Business Victoria recommends is that every small business person should have a mentor. Um, And obviously, these events are the perfect opportunity to find that person. Um, Do you have any mentors? Yes, I do have mentors. I actually have a, a number of them. And I don't think I could run my business without them. Quite often when you're designing, you what we call work your way into a corner where you can't find the solution and that's where I will flick an email across to a friend or get them into the office or go to their office and say, look, I'm stuck on this job and you put your heart on the line really because you're saying, I don't know the answers but we now have the confidence to say, Well, that's part of the design process. No one knows all the answers. And it's amazing how with a fresh set of eyes, what they will come up with and you go, oh, yeah, of course, that's so obvious. And where did you meet those people? Well, Kate, nearly all of those people I've met through the Building Designers Association of Victoria. Um, Obviously, you're involved in other networking opportunities. What are some of those? The way you present yourself to everybody that crosses your path in life, I think is very important. And when people say, what do you do, to have a clear and concise answer, in my instance, we specialise in uh, rural properties and coastal homes and heritage, so I will give them an idea of what we do, but you don't turn it into a sales pitch because you'll lose them. So I think networking is something that you do every day of your life subconsciously. So Peter Jackson Design often enters into the BDAV Annual Design Awards. Why does your firm undertake that process? It is a very involved process for us to enter, but for us it's very important. We've found over the years that it has been the one singular thing from a marketing perspective that has helped propel us to where we are today. Um, When clients come in the office and they see the awards, it helps to reinstate in their mind that they're dealing with someone who is at the forefront in the industry. Um, We're proud of the work we do um, and the clients are proud when we actually enter their jobs into the awards. You haven't won awards every year. Do you still take away something from that process? 
So it's not so much winning the award, but it helps us actually go out, photograph, bring the whole job together so you can explain the story of what you did and how you achieved the design and why to the next client. And that's an important part of helping them to make that decision to decide to use you. So just to wrap up, Peter, what's your one final piece of advice to assist listeners um, with their networking? Well, I think what networking is very important for is if you have that confidence to say yourself to peers, that will reflect when clients come into your office and they will pick up on that confidence. And I think that's probably the number one thing in trying to convert clients into jobs is they need to have confidence in you to do their job. So, Peter, thanks so much for being on our very first episode of Designing Business. Thank you, Kate. BDAV listeners, don't forget, if you have a networking or connections question, give us a call at the BDAV Help Desk. This is Designing Business with Kate Bell.